it's Jane Wells, and thanks for checking out this episode of Strange Success, the CNBC podcast about the weird stories behind even weirder products, which end up being home runs, making millions of dollars. It's crazy. This week, we bear down on the multi-million dollar success born of a mother's lifelong battle with constipation. Were you embarrassed to talk about it at first? Oh, absolutely. I still am embarrassed to talk about it. (laughs) Judy Edwards and her son Bobby ended up creating a footstool which raises your knees while you sit on the toilet. Everyone poops, look. So the market's huge. (laughs) They named it the Squatty Potty, a solution so simple and successful, it's stunning. 2017 sales topped $30 million. Of course now everyone's like, why didn't I think of that? That's the biggest thing, like, so simple, ta-da. You'll learn a lot in the story of the Squatty Potty, like whether to make something in America or in China, like how far you can go in marketing a toilet item without it turning into a bad joke, and what to do when someone you trust rips off your idea and brings it to market. I should warn you, we're going to be talking about, uh, what's the clinical term? defecation, and you will hear a word related to that which begins with S. Okay, so here's how I found out about the Squatty Potty. In January 2016, the Powerball jackpot hit $1.5 billion. Lottery fever sweeping the nation. There's Powerball. Here's the winner. Once in a lifetime. Already got my yacht picked out. You might remember that because you probably bought a ticket. Seems like the entire country did. CNBC did a primetime special the night of the drawing, and I was sent to a convenience store outside Houston considered especially lucky. Here in Texas, they have broken a record in the last hour. They've been selling tickets, thank you, sir, at a rate of about $2,100 a second. This is my live report outside Rudy's Stop and Shop in the town of Rosenberg. I interviewed people in line on live television waiting to buy Powerball tickets, and I asked them what they might splurge on if they became an instant billionaire. One more over here. What are you going to buy? What's the crazy thing? I'm going to buy a spring-fed river in far west Texas and have a cordon bleu chef waiting for me with the (laughs) candles lit when my husband and I walk through the door. A lot of answers were like that. Then I came across a woman who was either punking me or had the oddest wish list in America. What are you going to buy if you win your tonight? Say something wild. A squatty potty for all my GI issues. Wait. Oh, what potty? You should have seen the look on my face. A squatty potty for all my GI issues. I'd never heard of a squatty potty, but apparently it had been around since 2011. Howard Stern had talked about it, so had Dr. Oz. It ended up on Shark Tank, and there was this YouTube ad which went viral. But you know who sucks at pooping? You do. That's Prince Charming with a unicorn, which is sitting on a toilet trying to poop out rainbow-colored ice cream. Introducing the squatty potty. No, Squatty Potty is not a joke. And yes, it will give you the best poop of your life, guaranteed. I had to know more for two reasons. First, that's funny, and I love bathroom humor. I always have. I'm a middle-aged woman, and fart jokes still make me laugh. I can't help it. The second reason I wanted to investigate the Squatty Potty is that, well, yours truly was diagnosed with a tortuous colon after I had a colonoscopy, meaning I'm not always a straight shooter, which explains a lot about my personality. 
but maybe this funny little stool product. Ha, <laughs> stool, get it? Uh, well, maybe the Squatty Potty was also something I should look into. So these are the injection molding machines. My search led me to a factory in St. George, Utah. So this is Squatty Potty production, right? This is where the magic happens. <laughs> That's Bobby Edwards, inventor of the Squatty Potty. As I mentioned, he co-founded the company with his mom, Judy, as well as his dad, Bill. So we say we believe in good bowel movements, uh, clean bottoms, and sweet smelling loos. <laughs> <laughs> The Edwards are a big Mormon family with an even bigger sense of humor and an eye for opportunity. Here is how they found the biggest opportunity of their lives. How did this happen? Well, <laughs> I always say, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention and my mother was constipated. I was constipated my whole life and had to deal with constipation and of course had a lot of children and that made problems even worse. So I think because of my personality, I always want to fix it myself because I don't like taking drugs, but yet it was a real problem for me. And as I grew older, it became worse. In 2010, Bobby, child number five out of seven, was living in LA where he worked in marketing and where he was, quote, looking to make a splash in the world. Well, not that kind of splash. But California is home to every crazy health trend. And Bobby heard about the so-called squatting movement. The concept was not new. The concept of squatting to eliminate, to improve elimination wasn't new. People had been talking about it for decades, really. And I had been uh, led onto it from a friend who was an avid squatter and talked about the benefits and was like, oh yeah, it's great. I thought he was crazy. Um, cut to a, you know, a year later where my mom's having issues and I, and I brought it up. I'm like, well, my friend has this like thing in front of his toilet that, that he uses to help poop. <laughs> and uh, my mom's like, that's funny because I was just at my therapist and she was telling me to elevate my feet to eliminate. I built a new home and put in a tall toilet. And after that, I was there about five years, I was really in bad shape. And so I went to a colon hydrotherapist and, you know, had my colon cleaned out. And in conversation, she told me that I needed, when I go to the bathroom, that I should put my knees above my waist. I should always have my knees up. And as I drove home that day, I thought, why, why haven't I ever heard that before? The Edwards family started doing research. What they found is a bowel movement, if you will, of people who believe squatting is better for colon health. Here's the theory. We all have a muscle around the bottom of our colon which keeps us continent. It keeps our poop held inside while we're standing or walking around. When we squat, that muscle relaxes, allowing whatever we have inside to exit easily. When we sit on a toilet instead of squatting, that muscle only partially relaxes, which means for some people, they have to bear down a little harder. Most of the world squats. I was in China last year. This is audio I captured in Tiananmen Square. Most public toilets in China are basically a hole in the floor with two places on either side to put your feet. Most Western countries moved from squatting to sitting centuries ago. And those of us who grew up sitting on a toilet have lost our ability to squat comfortably. Something I realized firsthand when Bobby Edwards and I assumed the position, fully clothed, inside his factory. Yeah, so here we are squatting. This is how people do in Asia, right? They just sit around like this because they're so used to it. I, I know. 
We're laughing because I'm losing my balance. Can you help me get up? <laughs> Thank you. Judy Edwards had no intention of squatting to solve her problem, but she decided to use a footstool to raise her knees above her waist while sitting on the toilet. The first few times Bill tripped over it, he cussed pretty bad because I didn't have a place well, to put you know, it. The, the amazing thing was that it worked. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we both thought, wow, why, why, why are, we're, we're in our 60s. Why are we just now hearing about this? You yeah. Know? I mean, the real light came on when my mother started using it and really found benefit from it. And she was, it was life-changing for her, right? They figured someone had already marketed a footstool specifically for toilet use, you know, which had a cutout so that you could tuck it around the bottom of the toilet, something that fit and didn't stick out. And there was nothing out there on the market that we could find to, to help us, you know, solve that problem, so we made it. And we began testing it with people. Um, by giving it away as gifts. She did. She gave it away for Christmas one year to everyone. So wait, back up. You made a little prototype? Yeah, we made prototypes. We were making them out of wood. And, um, and she started giving them away as Christmas gifts. I know it sounds like a strange gift, but it actually is a, an amazing gift. And <laughs> On so many levels. <laughs> so many levels, right? The, the gift that keeps on giving. The kids all thought, wow, what's this all about? You they know, thought I was crazy. <laughs> Oh, Mom, but, you're always doing was, crazy it things. It was just a matter of time, you know, I mean, within within days and weeks, we'd heard from almost every one of them that says, wow, this thing really works. This really makes a difference. And the reaction was so positive. And we saw, I saw the results, and I saw the effect on people, and I'm like, there really is something here. We have an opportunity here. We have something that we know works and helps people. So that's when we decided to go all in. The Edwards family had always been entrepreneurial. They owned a feed business, a trucking business, they sold concrete or tires. But creating, manufacturing, and marketing a brand new product, this was new territory. They invested $35,000 to create a stool, make a website, and start selling it online. Judy came up with the name Squatty Potty because she said that's what they called the hole-in-the-floor toilet she'd seen while vacationing in China. So that's where we got the name. We figured it, we found out that it wasn't trademarked, and we trademarked it. What were other potential, like the stool stool? I mean, what yeah. were some other names? <laughs> oh, you know, the, the, the health step and the, you know, shit shelf, the stool stool, <laughs> the, uh. <laughs> uh, you know, we had, there were a lot of names. There, there's so many puns here, right? Oh, and yes. so, you know, but so many of them are so obvious, and so many have been done before. It's hard to create something that's not, that's still tongue-in-cheek and funny and and also interesting and not like gross. <laughs> and gives you some idea what the product does too. Yeah, yeah, you have to be able to talk about the product, right? Yeah. You, that's was, that was the biggest challenge in the beginning really was honing that message and, and, and really um, you know coming up with how do we how do we talk about this that's not offensive or that's not like cliche or too in your face. You know, you can get really gross or you can get so ambiguous that people don't know what you're talking about. Bobby started reaching out to health bloggers. I sent them Squatty Potties and I said, this is a product that we've created. This is how it works. It really helped my mother. It may help you. If you like it, write about it. If you don't, write about it. It's a gift from me to you. And then we started getting write-ups, like just blog posts, you know, people like, I got this thing, it sounds really weird, but I love it. We really created a cult following the Edwards started working out of their garage and putting all profits back into the company. They didn't even take a salary for a year and a half, but they were charging about 70 bucks a squatty potty and making them out of wood, and they weren't selling that many. 
mom got the idea. Well, we've got to make it out of plastic. <laughs> we'll bring the price point down. Bring the price point down. And, you know, it was like, well, we need to get this met for the masses if we're going to make this go, you know, where we want it to go. So they made a basic white plastic squatty potty and priced it closer to $25 instead of 70 So the first order was like 2,000 squatty potties. They arrived from China. And um, we got this big container full. And I'm like, this, what? Where do you put <laughs> we it? We are never going to sell these, right? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt like it could be really big. But I, I couldn't imagine it really being that big because people didn't like to talk about it at all. We just knew that this would help a lot of people and that we needed to step up and we needed to get out of our comfort zone and talk about it. We went around to a couple health shows and we started talking to the public about it and we got some crazy looks. They were like, you guys are crazy. You know, why would you do this? This is, you know. But, but again, going back to the results that mom had achieved and other people had been getting from it, we knew that this would help people. Well, you know, we, I think one of the craziest moments that I had is, is uh, we had just moved out of our garage. We just, and we went and rented a warehouse and, a, and an office that was about half the size of this building now. And we walked in there and it was cavernous, you know, to me. And, and we had a, now we had a monthly payment that we had to make. And, and I was just thinking, wow, what have we done? And our kids, I got to explain, our kids are always pulling practical jokes. They're, they're practical jokers. and, and uh, Bobby had Always a, calling everybody Bob, Bobby and made, playing Bobby, a joke Bobby would, would make phone calls and what was Pretend what was like it? he was Mona from Goshen. Yeah, Mona. Mona, Mona Lifeling. <laughs> and he Mona said, this Lifeling. is Mona Lifeling. <laughs> so we're, we're sitting there in the, in the, in the warehouse and, and I get this phone call and she says, hi. She says, this is Fiona Wozniak and I'm with the Dr. Oz Show. And I says, yeah, you're right, and I'm Barack Obama. Now that know? name's not right. We don't want to tell her name, but that was, you no, know. It, it, is was Fiona, kinda... it is Fiona Wozniak. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It is. Oh, I it is? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> you have to bleep that out. You can't have this <laughs> you on might have to, Yeah, TV. you might have to bleep that <laughs> off. But anyway, that's what it was. This, this lady calls up, says, this, I'm Fiona and I'm with the Dr. Ross show. And I immediately was trying to think, now who is this? She started talking. He got convinced real quick. He was pretty <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> they went on Dr. Oz in 2012 and sales skyrocketed. And then the next year it was like Howard Stern started talking about it. And that like blew everything out of the water. It was crazy, the, influ the impact and the influence that he has in this world. 25 million listeners and hugely connected to Hollywood. And then it's like, so now what's next, right? So then we get the opportunity to go on Shark Tank. Shark Tank, the place every crazy idea goes for money. But first you have to audition for producers before they let you meet the sharks. One producer liked the Squatty Potty, but the main producer did not. And we got all the way through one year, almost to the very end, and they, she called me and she goes, we're not gonna bring you on. We have a producer who does not want this on the show. He, he doesn't like the concept, um, you know, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Jeez, who's that producer? So she he is. was a little hung up with the content yes. and how we presented it. So she called me or wrote me the next year and goes, I want to try getting you on again. Let's refine your message. By then, 2014, word was starting to leak out about the Squatty Potty. Bobby said it was a more trusted product. This time, he and his mom convinced the main producers to let them on Shark Tank. But Bobby was terrified. I was afraid that they were going to hate this product and it, we had put so much work into it and for them to make fun of it would be humiliating and then it's on national television. 
The show aired November 2014, and here's just one moment from that night. You'll see, it changes everything. This is the first crappy investment I like. It's a lot different than you think. The scariest thing I've ever done in my life. How scary was it? Uh, I, this, I, you can't even explain. You know, they have a psychiatrist on set to kind of make sure that everyone's okay before and after, right? And I thought it was kind of a, like when she first came to our trailer before the shoot, I'm like, oh, is this really necessary? And after the words, after we went on the tank and went through that, actually filming and, and went through, made the deal and everything, I realized exactly why she's there. You could literally have a meltdown. There was no meltdown, fortunately, and the Edwards accepted a $350,000 investment from shark Lori Grenier in exchange for a 10% stake in the company. Finally, they had a partner who could get them into brick-and-mortar retailers for the first time. Grenier helped move Squatty Potty into stores like Bed Bath & Beyond, which had a huge impact on sales. But even the immediate PR effect of Shark Tank exceeded expectations. Within 24 hours of the episode airing, the Edwards sold almost a million dollars worth of product online. Shark Tank hit so hard and fast that we actually air freighted 30, 35,000 pounds of molds from, to the US. From, from China to the U.S. To, to get them here, you know, two or three weeks quicker than we could on the boat. But wait, there's more. I scream, you scream, and plop, plop, baby. Remember I mentioned a YouTube ad, Prince Charming showing a unicorn pooping rainbow-colored ice cream while sitting on a toilet using a squatty potty to avoid various problems? And seriously, unicorn hemorrhoids? The glitter gets everywhere. That ad came out in 2015, but it almost didn't come out at all. <laughs> and that idea was actually pitched to us. It wasn't our idea. It was pitched to us from the creative agency. And we were more, more than anything, I was just curious. I'm like, unicorns, pooping, you know, rainbows. My initial reaction was like, I don't know. I knew these guys were good, but I, I'm, I'm older. I, you know, this is younger humor. And um, I wasn't quite there. We're talking about a subject that no one wants to talk about. And if a unicorn or anything is going to show poop, we don't want it to be poop. We want it to be something that people like and enjoy. And initially it was like, no, that's, that's, it's too much money because it was a little expensive. It seemed expensive. The video would cost $250,000. We decided not to do it at that time. Wow. They said no to a video, which they didn't realize would end up being a massive internet hit when they finally said yes. So six months later, we're just kind of humming along, but seems, things still seem a little flat to us. And my dad comes in, he's like, you know, we've been thinking about that video, and we, it was just one day, it was like, we, we, we started talking about it, and then we went into the office and we sat down, and we just was like, we need to do this. Let's just do it. Let's not tell the other investors or, you know, well, we didn't really say that, but I, I'll, we were going to tell them, but I didn't know how or when. Uh, well, whatever the case may be, they made the video. AdAge reports that over the last couple of years, that video has been streamed over 170 million times. More videos followed, including one where a dragon poops gold. That's real gold. But most everyone else is crappy at pooping. And it still pays off. Yeah, I still... mean, it's something, when you put a video on YouTube, it doesn't go away. So how successful has the Squatty Potty been? So the first year we were in business, actually um, legitimately in business was 2011, and it was six months, and we had $17,000 in income. Then in 2012? 
we had actually had $257,000 in business. In 2015, we did over almost $19 million in business. $28 million in 2016, almost $33 million in 2017. You watch, we'll have a $50 million a year business here. And, you know, it's, I think we will. I still think we will. Well, we're Sooner than later. In the factory, Bobby tells me he has even bigger plans. I want to grow this into a $100 million a year company. But success breeds copycats. It's one thing to have a patent protecting your product, and the Edwards have a few, but you have to constantly protect that patent. Yeah, so of course it's like a game of whack-a-mole now, trying to, you know, monitor the market, monitor the competition. We had a consultant who did a lot of work for us and, and brought us to, you know, onto television and, and did a, quite a bit of work, and then next thing you know, they've got their own stool. So it's like, you know, I'm shocked. But it's, wow. <laughs> it's that is blatant yeah. brutal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it was. And it wasn't very hurtful, actually. It was like, okay, I mean, yes, probably you can do this. And legally, we treated everything we could to kind of like mitigate it. And, you know, but the good thing about Squatty Potty <laughs> is going back to the name and going back to the brand and what we've developed here with our marketing and everything else, you know, we can compete with a cheap stool. There's only so low that a stool can go, you know, right? And we can make it. We can, we can go there. But, um, but we've created a brand that people love to talk about. And we're the first people to talk about it. We're the ones that started this conversation about squatting the poop. You go on our Twitter feed, you go on our Facebook feed, people love it. They're, they've got their, you know, I poop today buttons. They've got their you know, squatty potty. Wait, wait, I poop today buttons? <laughs> yeah, you sell we're... buttons that say I poop today? We'll yeah, get those. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to get some. you one. That kind of humor and endorsements from the likes of Howard Stern have shifted Squatty Potty's core customer from older women to younger men, though they're trying to appeal to anyone who, you know, poops. It's not often you can ban a product that is really for everyone. Yeah. But wait, uh, there's even more. The Squatty Potty is all about the better bathroom experience. And there's a lot of things going on in the bathroom that can be fixed. The Edwards have focused on expanding the product line, adding portable Squatty Potties you can stick in a suitcase for traveling, or Squatty Potties for kids. And this is going to be our Squatty Potamus. That product has had a little hiccup, which I'll get to in a minute. The Edwards also did very well last Christmas with a new toilet plunger in the shape of the famous poo emoji. And a bathroom deodorant spray has sold 20,000 units. And they've created a bidet attachment you clip onto your toilet to mimic those fabulous Japanese toilets that clean you up. We're one of the top products on Amazon. In fact, we've been at times the number eight product in sales and in searches on Amazon. So really to keep up with the man wow. at, at peak times, we need to be able to make between six and 10 squatty potties a minute. In the factory, Bobby explains the company moved most production from China into the United States in 2013 to save money and scale production up or down as needed more quickly. Besides the, you know, made in USA spirit, which is what we really like uh, and, and quality, um, it's just, for business, it just makes sense. Just it's, faster. Yeah, it's faster, easier, and the pricing is, by the time you pay for transportation and taxes and import duties, it's actually very competitive, if not cheaper, to make them here in the United States. They doubled production in Utah at the end of 2017 to meet demand, but they also have opened a new plant in Canada as they begin to focus on the international market, or at least that part of the world which sits on toilets.
However, there has been a kink in the colon of this business story. Not all has been smooth pooping. Last year, the company killed an endorsement deal with Kathy Griffin after she infamously held up a fake severed head of Donald Trump. And just before Christmas, three months after launching the Squatty Potimus for kids, the company recalled the top portion of the unit, the so-called hat, after receiving two reports of children slipping and hurting themselves. The rest of that unit is still available for sale. Meantime, one of the company's goals is to have scientific proof the stool helps people poop better. That kind of validation might help them receive approval to be an actual medical device. Enter the Mayo Clinic. On our website, we really can't make claims. People make people. People can come on and, you know, we, we print their testimonials. But uh, because it has not been specifically tested, and that's what the Mayo Clinic is testing, we're going to be able to say for sure, yes, in this many cases, it's going to help uh, constipation. We know it works, but until you actually have that study done, we can't officially make any claims. The Mayo Clinic is, in fact, studying whether the Squatty Potty helps improve constipation. A previous unpublished, uncontrolled study showed that 98 percent of 153 patients were helped. The results of the Mayo study are expected in late 2018. The Edwards have found success in the last place they expected, in the last place a lot of people expected, and yet in the very place where we all spend so much time. This strange poop stool that people, you know, poo-pooed whenever I brought it up first. They thought I was crazy. But you just kind of know. I had a gut feeling. I knew that this thing was funny. I knew it worked. I knew people would talk about it. Because I started talking about it with my friends around dinner, around cocktails, and it was like hilarious. And then they would call me the next day, they're like, you should probably do that, you know, that's kind of funny. Bobby Edwards has one major piece of advice for anyone who pursues their own strange success. You're the one that has to make it happen. You know, I think so many entrepreneurs in the beginning, they think, Oh, I need to go consult with this guy to make to figure out how to make this work, or, 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 or this person can come in and save my company, or, or um, you know, we initially had several people that we went to thinking, oh, well, they'll they know how to do this. They've done marketing before, paid them lots of money, and it didn't pan out. It's like nobody knows the business like you do, but yeah, I mean, I have proven a lot of people wrong, and it's felt really good. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's Strange Success. I'm Jane Wells. This podcast is written and produced by me with help from producers Candace Goldman, Janice Pettit, Ellen Egith, Paul McNamara, and Jessica Ettinger. Editing and mixing by Candace Goldman. We will return over the next several weeks with new episodes following even stranger successes created by people who admit they had no idea what they were doing. Had either of you ever invented anything before? Never. Never. If they can do it, why can't you?